Good morning, everyone. Happy Labor Day weekend. Let's stand and worship this morning while we wait for those in the lobby to make their way in here. Jesus. 
so inclined for this next song uh, this is harvey's idea if you want to grab your red book it's going to be on the uh, screen as well but if you want to grab your red book and sing the old-fashioned way it's uh, page 520 this is a great old song with a great message
song just just picture the words in your mind and if uh, the Holy Spirit tells you to raise your hands do it this is a, this is a worship service that's what we're supposed to do
Hi, I'm Scott. If you're currently struggling, then there is a promise from God that might be just what you need to hear right now. In Exodus, the Lord will fight for you. You need only be still. If you felt God fighting for you recently, if you felt his presence, then this is your time to share, to share your testimony, to encourage others, to give God praise. If you're here and you'd like to share, and if you're willing and able, if you could come up, then our friends at home can participate with you. If not, raise your hand and I'll come to you. And if you are worshiping at home, we can't wait to see you in person. We're ready for you when you are, but you're still welcome to participate. Just type in the chat that you have a testimony to share and we'll call you out and we'll look forward to hearing from you. And here is Jackie, our birthday girl. Thanks. I, I really, I just, I've had the privilege of being at Camp Moss this summer and it was a lot of fun because every Saturday uh, during Shabbat, we would, we would have worship and we were praising, we were, we were praising God. We were praising God the Father and it was amazing. So I also want to praise God for giving me the gift of life. Thank you, Jackie. Okay, we've got one here. Hi, I'm Bonnie, and um, I don't remember when it was in Genesis within the last year, we were talking about reaching out to people when God puts them on your heart. And a couple of times recently, I've dreamed about somebody kind of random. And I reached out to one of them after dreaming about her. I just was like, I, I dreamed about you last night and I woke up praying for you. And she responded right away and was like, I need prayers today. And I just felt really blessed by God that he put someone on my heart and there was something happening in her life right then that needed prayer. Hi, I'm Chris. And um, I don't know if it was last week or the week before people put together bags for teachers. And when I picked, went into the garden last week, Nikki had two extra bags and said, if you've got teachers to give to, here you go. And so we gave them each one to each of my kids' teachers. And the first, I got a note right away from one teacher that said, hey, thanks for the bag. That was thoughtful. And then a couple hours later, I got a second email from the, from the teacher saying, I just read the note that was in that bag. And thank you. So somebody here wrote a beautiful note encouraging this teacher, and she was really touched by that. So thank you, whoever that was. God is alive in this church, in this community, and in you. Do we have somebody online? So we have something that's been a real struggle in our house since April, and then just had breakthrough this week and it was shocking and it came out of nowhere and it was totally God and it was amazing. It's all the details you get, but 
It was awesome. It was a praise God moment. Nasha will now be sharing. Nasha, we can't hear you yet. Oh, there you are. Hello. Hi. <laughs> so about a week and a half ago-ish, um, someone came to mind and I was like, okay, I'll talk to her later. And then I was prompted to kind of call right then. So I called her and we talked for a few minutes and I could hear in her voice something was going on. And this person happens to live in walking distance of my home. So um, I said a couple things on the phone and I heard her stop, like kind of gasp. So I just walked to her house and she opened the door and I gave her the biggest hug. And she just cried like she needed to. Um, now, like I said, this is someone I, I talked to regularly, but it was like right then I had to call her right then. So I just thank God for talking to me in a way that I know when I need to listen. And also for being able to just be there for someone when they needed it, even if um, I didn't know what it was, the Holy Spirit told me, just call right now and in listening, hearing so much that wasn't said to just be able to, to support a friend when they really needed it. Okay, go eat them. When they really needed it and also just to be there and sit in that and that's it. Just I'm very thankful for the ability to listen and then act on what I hear God telling me to do. Praise God for his voice and his presence. Now Pastor Bo will be sharing some announcements on how we can further step into that. That was awesome. Yeah, we got to give a couple bags away too. I still have one more for my neighbors that we gave to teachers. And Carmel wrote something for Harvest Teacher and she uh, emailed us back and was like, hey, I got chills when I was reading that note. Thank you, right? And so it was just cool to be able to have a chance to reach out, right? Building those relationships, letting it be known that you're gonna be encouraging and praying and you want teachers and the kids all in the schools to flourish, right? So, hey, great to have you this morning. Um, welcome. So if you've been coming for a bit and you're not um, suspicious of text messages from the church, we do have text messaging, right? And we send out our digital green card every Sunday morning right at 10 a.m. So you can find it, right? And so if you got that, the, the green card is just really kind of like, it's our way of knowing how to pray for each other, how to encourage each other as the larger body, right, as this church family. So I want to encourage you. Open it up. It's got autofill, right? So you can just... You don't even got to type your name. But what we love about it is the chance to pray. You know, what, what's going on in your world right now? And we need it. What's going on in your friend's world right now? Because we're people who pray persistently. Again and again. So I want to encourage you. 
don't, don't let it be that it's because it's technology that you stop and not invite the larger body to pray for people that you love, that you know are in need, even if it's you. And this last week, we, Carmel went to, got a CT scan and was like, yep, your abdominal wall is coming through your stomach and you've got to have surgery to go into that, right? And we're like, Ugh. it's just a kick to the gut, right? Not only right in pain in the gut. So we submit that, right? Like church, pray, right? Pray, it, right? And so and I know many of you have those kinds of things. And so use that, oh, open it up. It's the way that we communicate with each other right now. We think it's actually convenient and it's faster. So if you know of a need, you know of somebody who's hurting, you know of something that's going on in the world that your heart is heavy for, don't lose hope and pray. So fill out the green card with that. I don't, it's not green anymore. I don't know why we call it the green card now, right? This is a weird habit of things you get locked into. So fill out that. If you don't have it and you're new, um, I, I think there's a QR code where you can get that, or you can go dra- directly to our website, genesisthechurch.org, and it's right there on the front page, and I, I think it's called Connection Card on there. So we would love to have that, that stuff. So that's Connection, and today we're taking communion. And so if you didn't grab the little juice and wafer thing there on the back, the communion elements in the back. Feel sheet. When, when I uh, let you all, I'll stand up. It looks like Pete's moving too. So Pete, if you want to grab a number of them and you can, you know, bring those back or we'll have some there. So we're going to take communion together, right? And so people on Zoom, if you guys, you want to send somebody to grab a piece of bread, something to drink, uh, have those communion elements ready. All right. So this next week is back to school for, I think, just about everybody. And so in a Royal Oak school start on Tuesday and um, Berkeley school started last week. I'm not for sure about Ferndale, but it's back to school. And we've got a back to school coffee from nine to 10 here in the lobby. And so you don't have to have kids to come to that. So you can just come. We're going to have coffee here in the lobby from eight to 10 on Tuesday. And so we would love to have you for that. If you do have kids, you can come. If your kids aren't in school just yet because it's a holiday, feel free to bring them and come. But just have a chance just to connect. So from 8 to 10, there's going to be coffee on Tuesday morning. We'd love to have you for that. Um, And as I said, uh, Royal Oak starts. But does anybody know why Berkeley schools is not, they don't have school on Tuesday and Wednesday? Do you know what holiday it is? Ah, thank you. It's Rosh Hashanah. I don't know who shouted. Was that Jackie? That's right, Jackie. It's Rosh Hashanah. It's the Jewish New Year, right? And so, does anybody know what happens 10 days later? Kim Glander? Yom Kippur on the 17th, right? The Day of Atonement, right? There's these big holidays that are coming up. And then the next Jewish holiday that comes after that one is the Festival of Sukkot, the Festival of Booths. And that's an eight-day celebration outside of the city of Jerusalem. And for those of you who live in Jerusalem, you only have to celebrate seven days. But those outside of Jerusalem celebrate eight. Um, And this is just remembrance of God's provision over his people. God commanded the people when when they left the wilderness and went into the land of Canaan. He said, hey... Um, at this season, at this time, for seven days, I want you to go back out into these little temporary shelters and remember I provided for you. So that's a, so on the 26th, during this festival, we are going to eat together outside on September the 26th. 
that is a part of that festival, but we're going to eat outside together. It's going to be immediately following our gathering on that fourth Sunday on September the 26th. It is in that, and it's a chance for us to be just grateful and thankful for God's provision, for God who is our covering, for our God who takes care of us, our God who sees us through hard things, challenging things, and to give thanks to God. And so that's on the 26th. So um, Derek Crawford and myself will be smoking some meat for that event. And we invite, well, and we we might throw some portobello mushrooms on there too, right? But we invite you. So we're going to bring our celebratory meats. But we invite you to bring a celebratory side. Bring that side dish that just speaks to you about thankfulness, about gratitude, about just being able to rejoice that you can share with others. That's on the 26th. That'll be happening right after we worship. We're going to go outside. We're going to eat together outside in one of these little grassy areas on both things. We would love for you to come and stay and eat and remember that God's our provider. Sound good, church? So what do you need to bring? Your best side. Right, we want we want we want to see you know we we want to see that America's Test Kitchen recipe that you've been perfecting. Right, we want that good side. There you have it, because we want to celebrate. That's on the twenty sixth. All right, uh, this coming Friday, for those of you who love to dream about sharing just good news with people, who want to be voices of hope, who want who want to figure out how can we do that in a way. For, for people who are listening, right? I want to figure out for how to share good news with those whom God is working in. And so for you dreamers who like to dream about that kind of stuff, who feel like God is giving you imagination. So if that's just alluring and broad enough for you, I want to invite you to my house on Friday night. We will be eating together at seven. So come and grab me if you're interested in dreaming and about how do we share stories? How do we, how do we tell the broader world about the hope of Jesus, right? So that's on Friday night. It's at my house. So come and grab me if that just intrigues you. I love it, Jackie. All right. So I think that, okay, last one. So with the start of school, coming up for for that. And we know with the number of (sighs) uncertainty in that, for the month of September, even starting next week, here's what we're going to invite you to do as as our community. Right now, our protocols are all kids who are coming in are wearing masks. All their teachers upstairs with the kids are masks, partly because kids under the age of 12 cannot be vaccinated. So we want to encourage you as a community, just this month of September, we know there's still people who are leery, right? Leery about stepping in, leery about stepping in with their children. And so for the rest of the month of September, we want to invite you through September as we just kind of watch the back to school. um, Let's wear masks in solidarity for our kids. And so we're going to be inviting that next week. You didn't bring it in, you're okay. But if you're like me, you get like five masks in a pocket at all times, right? But for as starting in that, starting next week, the 12th, that's when we're going to have the kids uh, moving directly into their classes and that. We're going to invite you just for solidarity for the month of September. We're going to be watching kind of what's going on. We don't want to respond after things are kind of getting crazy. We want our kids and families to flourish, right? And we believe there's a lot of families and children that would be good for them to be able to sit and to be and to invite their children to places of hope and help.
So for the month of September, we're going to be watching that. So we invite you for next Sunday. We'll have those signs on there. You can just remember to bring a mask in with you. We're inviting you for that. It's just our part of, um, it's kind of been our posture at Genesis. We're going we're gonna to bend. We're going we're, we're gonna to lean towards the vulnerable and the marginalized. That's who we're going to, that's who we're going to bend to. This, that's the culture, right? That's, that's the posture of Jesus. He went to the low places, right? And so that's what we see. We continue to lower ourselves for the sake. So, so in solidarity, in love, just care. It's a minor thing for families for September. Who's going to be watching? So we invite you. Uh, bring your mask. We'll have them out there. We just wanted to be able to share that. Okay, I think that is all within that. I've got within that. So, Manya, you're back there with our kids. So for our treehouse and for those who would like to go in with the children, Harvest always tells me he's not going, but then when he sees all the kids going, he immediately goes. So if you've got children and you'd like to, they have the treehouse right there. So if you want to stand up and come with Manya, she will direct the children and, and you guys can go off together. And then the, the rest of us as community. Hey, would you stand up? Would you say hello to someone? Would you introduce yourself? Say hi. Welcome those who are here. If you're on Zoom, feel free to use the chat. If you're on Facebook Live, use the chat. But if you say hi, introduce yourself, and just connect here for a moment, and then Nate's going to come up and teach.
The 26th. The 26th. Yeah. yeah. All right, let's uh, find our seats and we'll get into the teaching time. If you have a Bible with you or your phone, something like that, you may want to pull it out. We're going to be looking at the scriptures today and taking some space to hear from God. So this, our practice in the fall, every year in the fall, is to go through our core values. And so this is week one of our core values series. And so if you're new to Genesis, which many of you are, um, online and also in person, this will be a really good opportunity for you to listen and discern about if this is a community that God's inviting you to be a part of. And so um, our core values are not intended to be aspirational, but to be practiced, that they are how we actually are living, um, not what someday we hope that we would ever be, if that makes sense. So we're going to start our core value series this week. I'm excited um, to do that. Um, but before I jump into that, um, there's a, Bo has this saying, um, I think he got it from someone that was smarter than him, um, rabbis. And the saying is that um, an angry person cannot teach. Um, and so I just want to I want to confess to you some anger um, that I have, and one of them is the fact that we're still dealing with masking. Like, I'm just trying to be super honest with you. Like, I am so upset about the conversations that we had to have this week about the Oakland County health orders because this building houses K through 12 five days a week. And so like if Sunday is your only um, connection to this building, sometimes it uh, might not make sense why we're following the orders for the schools. And I, you know, I just wanted to be honest with you that I'm super frustrated with it. Um, I hate wearing a mask. And I hate the fact that wearing a mask has become so divisive. Like that to me, I think that I actually hate that more than wearing a mask. And I know my own um, tendency to be judgmental of someone. If I'm in an environment where masks are expected and somebody isn't wearing it, I judge that person. And if I'm in an environment where you don't have to wear masks and someone's wearing one, I judge that person as well, <laughs> right? So. I just wanted to confess that to you. Um, I also wanted to confess that I've been um, listening with Bo to a series um, and a couple other people around leadership and some of the toxicity um, that has been embraced and perpetuated by the church um, and church leaders in particular. 
And it's a podcast that I think up until episode five, I thought was about somebody else. And then all of a sudden around episode five, I realized that the podcast was, some of it was about me. And um, the Lord has kind of highlighted this thing to me. And a lot of you guys know my story. Um, but I didn't want to be a football player, but that was like where my body took me. And when I played football as a freshman, um, I realized that I was a very angry person and that I was actually pretty violent. And I took a step out of sports um, to just do music because I didn't like that side of me. And I think that I, f I feared my own body size. And in the midst of that, I think I just kind of put that away for a long time, like maybe decades. And then many of you know the story about like the Lord um, helping me to reclaim my body and to love my body and accept it. And it's why I have this Viking tattoo because I started going to the gym and they started to call me the Viking. And it was like this new name where God was like resurrecting this whole part of me that I had said, oh, I'm not big. And I would, I would literally slunch, like slouch and hunch over. And I went and saw a yogi and uh, she said, walk towards me. And I walked. And she said, sit down. And I sat down and she said, Nate, why do you hate your body? And I like just started crying. <laughs> and there's this part about being a Viking and also being a foster dad. Like, I don't think Vikings were out fostering children. <laughs> and there's this, there's this part about um, masculinity and, and femininity. And the church has leaned towards expecting and celebrating leaders who are extremely masculine. And I have found in myself at times here, and here's my confession and my repentance, I have found myself in this role at times saying things that I think somebody might disagree with and then following it with a joke of meet me outside and we can, you know, meet me at the flagpole and we can discuss it there type of thing. And, um, it wasn't until recently, in, the last, in like the last two weeks, that I realized that that was actually, um, it was like God, so I didn't like my body, I didn't like the anger that I associated with it, but then God would redeem that in a story of me getting a new name, which was the Viking, but then I was then taking that and I was using that to be aggressive 
or, or domineering, or almost like, um, don't disagree with me. And so I wanted to start my teaching by saying, you have permission to disagree with anything that I say and everything that I say. I just invite you to bring the disagreement to me. And we would sit together. We would not go to a flagpole. It wouldn't be outside. We would sit together because I would want to know and I would want to learn from you. And you can call that feminine if you want to. But for me, I believe that that's what I saw from Jesus. And so I confess uh, to you today as we go into this teaching that I first had to um, come to a place with you today of being at peace because I have felt that those statements that I have made, maybe you don't remember any of them, but the problem is that I do. I remember each time that I said it. And I think that in those moments, God was actually tapping me like, hey, what you doing? <laughs> what are you saying? What are you, trying to, what are you trying to do there? What are you trying to portray there? And um, it took me a while to listen and to be able um, to act, which uh, today is the first of that act um, or of doing, which is sharing with you. And the rest of what doing will look like in response to what I have heard will be continuing to grow in that area and to be honest with you. So thank you for listening to me on that. So Lord, uh, would you meet us in this space and would you um, send and stir up your spirit in us to teach us, to guide us, to set us free, to fill us. And may we know what fullness of life looks like because of Jesus. And so we thank you now for his example and for his sacrifice. And now, Lord, would you teach us together in this time? And I pray in Christ's name, amen. Would you stand? And we're going to read uh, this value together. It'll be on the screen behind me. So the core value that we're going to talk about today is hearing and doing. And hearing and doing is the absolute heart of discipleship. So let's read this together. Hearing and doing. At the heart of following Jesus is hearing his words and then acting on them. We believe that it is our birthright to hear from our good Father and that life is more adventurous and robust when we say yes and respond to what we hear. Very good, you can be seated. Hearing and doing. So hearing from God and then setting up some type of plan that is an active response to what we've been hearing. I want us to go back to the beginning. John chapter 1. If you have your Bible, you can follow along. If not, it should be on the screen behind me. John chapter 1, it says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. 
He was with God in the beginning. Through him, all things were made. Without him, nothing was made that has been made. The word, the actual word, the word, is Greek here, and it's the word logos, and it's defined as this. Reason that in ancient Greek philosophy is the controlling principle in the universe. The divine reason, the creative order, the cosmic idea. It's actually, for me, I got this tattoo of fire and stars as a symbol of logos, of this idea of the, of the cosmic reason. In the beginning, according to John, was the word, the divine reason, the initial holy utterance from God. In the beginning was the expression, the exclamation of God. And this word created the natural world, everything that we see. All things were made through the word, and nothing was made that has been made without the word speaking it into being. This is an amazing idea. I think of it this way, that in, in vast nothingness, that God had an idea and then God went to speak out the idea. And what came forth was light and land and water and nature and beings. That as a result of the word of God, all of life was started. It's an amazing idea. It should cause us to do something which is called respond, which we would call worship. To stand in awe of that idea and to pay it some reverence that we ourselves could not do that. The Message Bible says it this way, the word was first. The word present to God, God present to the word. The word was God in readiness for God from day one. That's a beautiful line. <laughs> it's like the word was waiting with anticipation and excitement, ready for God from day one. Everything was created through him. Nothing, not one thing, came into being without him. And we see the word throughout scripture. Jesus said that his life was best lived, submitted to the word. Jesus said, my food is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. 
He said, truly, truly, I tell you, the son can do nothing by himself unless he sees the father doing it. For whatever the father does, the son also does. Jesus practiced hearing and doing. Jesus embodied the word and also responded to the word. And this should be a bit beyond our understanding. And it should cause us to respond. And we would call that response worship, where we would be in awe of something that we ourselves could not do. And yet, we would submit. As I think about this core value and for our church, I think the temptation for us with the value of hearing and doing is to think that it is only about us. As an individual, I hear and I do. But I think that this value for our church actually has implications about how we live as a community. Just as Jesus was submitted to finishing God's work, so are we to be. And when we hear from God in isolation, we have the opportunity to bring what we think we're hearing and discuss it with others. It creates an environment where we can get clarity and where we can develop a path to be able to set up what does follow through look like what does it look like for me to respond and to do? And then, how will I know if I've done it? <laughs> and who's going to go with me, and who will ask me, Nate, you said you were going to da-da-da-da-da. Did you do it? See, when we pull someone in to what we think we're hearing from God, the outcome of that is exponential and transformational, not only for the person who heard first, but for everyone that gets invited to participate in that process. So yes, as the hearer, we are changed, but not only us, the residue gets on all of the others that we've invited into the conversation. What starts as a non-neutral moment for one person becomes an opportunity for a people, for a people to encounter God and to experience how one word from God can change the trajectory of their whole life. Here's the thing that I think we forget. Because of Jesus, according to Hebrews, because of Jesus, we have access to the same God whose utterance, whose idea, whose word launched all of life and all of light and all of creation. And this God has said in scripture that God stoops to hear the lowly. That God actually wants to speak into our situations and into our circumstances. 
When hearing and doing goes from being an individualistic encounter with God to a communal encounter with God, we all benefit. We all grow. We all receive. We all get to celebrate together. Or we get to mourn and we get to learn. This value says that life is more adventurous and robust when we say yes together. That life has more adventure, more nuance in that experience. This practice of hearing and doing allows us all an opportunity to participate being question askers, embracing curiosity, digging for clarification, and encouraging movement toward what it looks like to respond with doing. Who knows what a uh, midwife does? Show of hands. What about a doula? More? Oh, okay, good. The, I liken this idea to the idea of a midwife or of a doula, where they're coming alongside the birthing process. I think when we help each other here, it's as though we are present in the gestation period of the kingdom of God. Because God has spoken a word to this person, and we're coming alongside to help and to coach and to encourage and to support until the kingdom of God is birthed. God's wanting to speak a word into our situations to bring freedom and life and light and healing and resurrection. We believe that it is our birthright to hear from God. So this idea, in one word, the divine wisdom manifested the creation, government, and redemption of the world. That's huge. And that storyline is not just for the world. It's for you. It's for me. That in one word, God can bring to us redemption. We believe that one word from God can change everything. And it is why we think it is so important for us to practice. So I'm gonna tell you a story, and while I'm telling it to you, I would like for you to be open, listen to me with one ear, and listen to God with the other. And so you may have a circumstance or a situation that you are longing to hear from God about. If it shows up when I'm talking, just kind of place it in your hands in front of you. And then I'll ask God to speak into that. And if it means that you miss my story, no big deal. But my story is this. Um, five years ago, um, I was listening to the Lord and the Lord said, Nate, I like your brother. 
that may not seem life-changing to you. But about five years before that, I was in a tent in Zion uh, National Park. Oh, no, Joshua Tree. Yeah, Joshua Tree. On a solitude retreat. And I was writing in my journal, and I had this moment where um, God got my attention, and he said, um, have you celebrated your brother? And I was like, I don't, what does that, you know, what does that mean? Um, and when you're, when you're on a long solitude retreat, you do least, lose track of days. And so I figured it out that that day was January 31st, which was my brother's birthday. And the Lord asked me that question, have you celebrated your brother? And I remember writing in my journal, happy birthday, Mike, with all these exclamation points. And then uh, I had a throwaway disposable camera because we didn't have phones like we have now. Actually, it wouldn't have been allowed out there anyway. And I took a picture of myself with that that said, you know, happy birthday, Mike. And that moment started um, what took a long time. Because five years later, I heard from the Lord, and the Lord said, I like your brother. And I asked why he was bringing that up. Um, and over the, over the conversation and then taking it to the group that I was in where we were processing how do we hear from God together, um, came this doing. And the doing was that I was going to call my brother and say, hey, I've got some stuff to talk about. <laughs> um, I'm holding some things against you. And um, I remember I walked to the 7-Eleven on Campbell, and I paced up and down the alleyway. Um, and I finally called my brother, and he was at work, but he's a pastor, so he had time. And uh, he was like, what's wrong? What's going on? Cause I, and I was like, what do you mean? And he goes, you never call me. So there's an inkling. And so I said to him, uh, you know what, Mike, I've been listening to the Lord, and there's something between us. And then there was just silence. And what broke the silence was my brother weeping. And the phone call turned into um, a lot of confession towards one another, which moved us to forgiveness, which moved us to him saying, hey, what if we committed to do one brother trip a year where it was just you and I? And I was like, that sounds awesome. That was five years ago. And on the first year, we went to some bizarre Amish town in uh, Shipshawana, Indiana. So they were very confused by me. 
because the beard looks Amish, but the tattoos don't. And the second year, we went to Grand Rapids together, and there was a massive storm, and so we sat in a hotel together for two days with no power. Um, We got deep in conversation on that trip. We did a trip to Milwaukee where we uh, celebrated all of our favorite spots where we grew up there and uh, ate all of our favorite foods and listened to music from the early 90s when we lived there. And then COVID hit, so we missed year five. And this week, he's flying me to Chicago to go see Megadeth with him. I don't like Megadeth, but I like my brother. And it was a result of hearing from God that God was wanting me to share his heart towards my brother. And it took a while. And I think that I'm still learning all the things to celebrate about him. The creator of the universe, the one that breathed life into each of us and spoke all of creation into existence is at the ready, is wanting to speak into our lives. And the question for us becomes, do we have time for that? Do we have skill set for that? Do we know how to even discern if God was talking? And this is my encouragement for us as a community, is that you don't have all of those things together, but it's why we're a community. It's why we're a family. Because what one lacks, another can bring. I was thinking about the, the robust part of this, and stepping into the robust nature of this value requires vulnerability because it's about you actually talking to someone else. <laughs> and so I recognize that that is a hurdle. All that I can say to you is that there is immense blessing on the other side. And I can share it with you from my own life experience. And it is difficult to be vulnerable with each other, but God speaks through others into our lives. And if we don't make ourselves available for that opportunity, then we, we just miss it. James chapter one, there's this encouragement and it's a strong word. This is not me saying, come meet me at the flagpole. But it is James saying that. Come, come meet James at the flagpole. James says this, do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like someone who looks at his face in a mirror And after looking at himself, goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. But whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues in it, not forgetting what they have heard, but doing it, 
they will be blessed in what they do, not forgetting what they have heard. There's lots of ways to not forget what you've heard. There's memos on phones. There's journaling. There's sharing with someone else. We wanted to create an opportunity as a community to be able to practice and engage this together. So we have this chalkboard out in the lobby. It's always there. It's mounted on the wall. You probably walk past it and might not even realize that it's a chalkboard. But it's on the other side of the library. And so we put chalk out there. And our encouragement um, as a community for this month is for you to write on the chalkboard, what do you think you're hearing from God? Now, you don't have to put context. You don't have to tell a whole bunch of stuff um, on there that would push you know, into an um, awkward space. But if you can write what you think you're hearing from God, as we come through here as a community, other people will be able to see, oh, that's interesting. Like, it may resonate with them with what they are hearing from God. It also could be an answer or a reminder of a promise that the deceiver has taken from that person. Like, there's just so many ways that this can work out as a blessing for our community. And so, as I encourage you to pause and to think about what God might be saying to you in this season, my encouragement is for you to take that and to write it on that chalkboard. And so that writing on the chalkboard is not discussion with someone else, just to be clear. <laughs> that is us taking a step towards what James' encouragement is to not forget what God has been saying. And so we want to have a communal expression of trying to capture what God is saying to us. And then that we would be able, in our conversations, to encourage each other to move to doing and to acting on what we're hearing from God. There is a quote that I like about this that says, um, when you're listening to someone share about what they're hearing from God, it may not be about you, but it is for you. So as somebody is processing a word from the divine creator, you best pay attention. <laughs> if someone invites you into that conversation, that is a huge honor and a gift. And so church, my encouragement to you is if you hear someone talking and they're saying, what they think they're hearing from God, that you would slow down what you have scheduled so that you can engage that conversation and that journey. And if you're trying to have that conversation with me, and you can tell that I have 35 things going in my head, I need you to say to me, Nate, I'm trying to have a conversation with you about what I'm hearing from God, because this is the most important conversation. It's the most important conversation. Last week, Bo said our obsession was that on any given day, we would be able to say, this is what I'm hearing from God. And so 
Church, my invitation is to partner together, that we would practice this core value, not just agree with it, not just think that it's good, but that we would experience transformation and redemption and life change in our community, and that we would be on that journey together. So let me pray. So Lord, we make space even now for your word. We gather the circumstances. We gather the situations. We gather our identities. And we ask, Lord, for you to speak into it. As beloved children, it is our birthright to hear from you. And so God, I ask that you would speak directly into situations and circumstances We ask, Lord, for your kingdom to come and for your will to be done on earth as it is in heaven. And that is personal for us. And so, Lord, I ask that your kingdom be birthed here through me. I ask that your kingdom would be birthed here through our church. And that light and life and revelation and redemption would flow into our cities and into our neighborhoods, into our homes. We pray in Christ's name. Amen. In the one way that we participate in union with God is through communion. So if you have your communion cup, um, we'll take the wafer side first. The scripture says that giving thanks, Jesus took the bread and he broke it. And he said, this is my body broken for you. Take and eat. That is horrible, sorry. That is the worst thing I've ever tasted. I think they shipped us a stale box. It probably was in storage during COVID. 
Oh, Lord, forgive us. We do this in remembrance of you. And Jesus said, this is my blood shed for the sins of the world, for the remission. Amen? Take and drink. Hmm. Much better. No, I, I would love for us to respond. And so I want to invite you to stand. And I think the natural response for us is worship. I asked these guys to do this song, but that may not be the exact way you want to respond. So the chalkboard is ready. And if you're like, I want to write down what I'm hearing from God, be the first one. Because somebody has to do it first before everyone else will go, oh, okay, now it's normal. So maybe that's your response. Just go out this door. It's on the left. Or maybe your response is to sit in here and to sing and to worship. Maybe your response is to sit here and not sing, but to listen, to be present to the Word, and for the Word to be present to you. Let's respond. Faithfulness, faithfulness. 
Thank you, guys. Nate, thank you for sharing that value with us. Thank you for modeling that value. Thank you for your vulnerability in that value. I love that in the testimony time, right? Bonnie, you shared that value when you told the story of the dream and reaching out. Nasha, you told that value when you heard, uh, you reached out to your neighbor, right? Hearing and doing. So it was beautiful. Jim, one of my friends, as we talk about hearing, he says there's usually two things. He says when, he's, when he feels blocked, there's an obstacle to hearing, or the deceiver can come with like two kind of deceptions with hearing God. One is this lie that says you're not worthy. Right? Oof. Man, having us all felt that. And then the second lie, God's not good. Right? And those two lies will block us from hearing anything. We're not worthy to hear. God's not good. May those lies be snuffed out. You were created in the image of God, your birthrights to hear. God can get your attention, right? Extend yourself grace. God is good. May you go in the peace of God and may the wind of God's revelation blow upon you. May the floodgates be opened for that communication. May God put all sorts of things around you 
in the documentaries you watch and the music you listen to and the people who show up at your door at the nature that is birthed around you at the billboards while you drive and the scriptures when you open it up right and the songs that you hear all of it may the revelation of god come and may you be able to take hold of the good news a word from god for you and for others go in the blessing of god amen arts beats and eats is going on right so um feel free to use the parking lot for 15 dollars if you want right so um we're doing that for the building stuff i got people helping out with that thank you so much for those of you who do it i will be in the lot from four to seven tonight with that so it's gonna be some beautiful times if you want to head down and see music and eat and those kinds of things or if you just want somewhere to go come to the parking lot and help us with that so god bless you have a great sunday